The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. Something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Being wrong Nobody's right If everybody's wrong Young people speak in their minds Are getting so much resistance From behind Every time we stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going Field day for the heat 
thousand people in the street Singing songs and a carrying signs Mostly say hooray for our side It's time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going on Paranoia strikes deep Into your life it will creep It starts when you're always afraid something happening here what it is ain't exactly clear dear children I think it's time we stop children the battle lines are being drawn isn't it amazing that the songs of the 60s meant one thing and today they mean something else A real-time message for a long-term in the future prophetic message. And like I said, the one who prays is not afraid of the future. The song says, paranoia strikes deep. It starts when you're afraid. Is there a message for you there? Our lady says to us, look at the signs around you. The song says, everybody look what's going down. What's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. It's in front of us. And so it is the same for Richie Ferret, who is part of the band of Buffalo Springfield. For three decades, he's been the pastor now at Calvary Chapel, Boomfield, Colorado. He's saved. He says, being a Christian and being a pastor, the ultimate hope is in Jesus. And from Buffalo Springfield, the band came forth several other major bands, the Bird, Birds, Kenny Loggins, Messina, and several other. So what does this tell us today? When we sin, when we go away from God, we become insecure and we become paranoia. Paranoia strikes deep into the life it will creep. It starts when you're always afraid. Richie Fury has wrote a new song, Don't Tread on Me, because he's very concerned at the polarization in the United States that's taken place to destroy a nation. He's very patriotic. 
He says, we're a great nation. We need to honor and be respectful of hope in our country. And he sees the polarization between people as something very bad. It is because it's two, two separate thoughts. I wrote years, well over a decade ago, maybe two decades ago, that Our Lady is coming to get us off the fence. you got to decide where you're going to be. People all over the world are being forced into a decision. They have to be for Christ or against Him. In March 25th, 1988, or 98, Our Lady says, to be for Jesus or against Him and His will. We are there. We have to decide, and we decide by the decisions we make in our offices, our positions, our companies, our families, our church. All these things are a decision to see which way we're going to go. People are making the choices. Who's going to be their God, Jesus or somebody else? In Venezuela, the Socialist Party has just replaced God with their dictator's name, who's dead, Chavez. And I've come in front of an image of him to say it the first time and according people to, or encouraging people to do the same. It says, Our Chavez, who art in heaven, the earth, the sea, and we delegates, hallowed be your name. May your legacy come to us so we can spread it to people and here elsewhere. What do they want to propagate? Evil everywhere. Give us your light to guide us every day. All this is said in front of an image of Chavez. Lead us not into temptation of capitalism. Deliver us from evil of the oligarchy. Speaking, I'm sure, about the United States of America. Like the counterband, because people wear ir- because, and it continues on and finishes. What kind of times are we living in? There's something happening here. It ain't exactly clear, but our lady's here to clarify everything for us. People in Venezuela are wearing earrings and pendants with a redition of Chavez's eyes. What's the message there? All hearing, or rather all seeing. You know what Chavez's last words were? I don't want to die. Often the images of heaven or hell or what you see or who you're going to is seen on the lips or heard on the lips of the people right at the moment they're dying. Those who in the room were with him said, I don't want to die. Well, if he's in heaven, why would he not? And Venezuela, the consequences of this life and what they're doing, the crime is that a sky-high rate. That's the fruit of these kinds of things. So what's going to be the rest of the world and where it heads to? The battle lines are being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. So we say you can have your opinion, I can have my opinion, and both sides can be wrong. No, there's a right way and there's a wrong way. Jesus Christ is the only way, the only answer, the only solution that heaven is now delivering to us to tell us. And she's coming because the church isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. 
and the pulpits aren't saying what they're supposed to be saying. I won't go into it, but Francis just talked about that. He compared the old woman to the theologians. She's going to give you more wisdom because she's got the Holy Spirit and she's anointed by the Holy Spirit. They're anointed with theology and therefore they don't have the Spirit. Francis just said this September 2nd. Our lady just gave us a profound message on the 2nd. We're going to release it Monday. And a lot of what I'm talking about is covered in this. And so we have Pastor Richie writing a song that parallels in some way the message that has voice to us today from 1967. We're going to go more and more into paranoia because we're away from God. You start seeing demons. You start seeing ghosts. You start seeing everything. You start seeing everything you've done and you become afraid. So it's not without a mistake that on June 25th, Message to the World, a very brief message, one of the shortest 25th messages to that date Our Lady had ever given, that the next day, the weighted message for 40 years of Fatima was going to be released by the Vatican, that on, I think that was a Monday, on a Sunday, Our Lady says, pray, the one who prays is not afraid of the future. Don't you think that's something to do with the third secret? Of course it is. And a lot of that stuff's manifesting. He told us what she started in Fatima may be fulfilled through Medjugorje. We're coming into these things. So Pastor Richie, he's very concerned about this polarization that's taking place. At the same time, what he doesn't see, what we see, what our lady's showing is just to separate. She just said, that I'm the mother of you and the one who with hard heart that's against me and doesn't accept me, I'm also the mother. That's two different camps. She's trying to get one to go from one camp to the other. And it's not us who love Our Lady. It's the ones with the hard heart to come over to the other side. There's a division taking place. The purpose of this division is to separate the wheat from the chaff. We're in a great period of polarization. And you got to pick which side you're on. And you do it every day by what you accept in your life and what you do and how you see things. Interesting, the song was called, What's It's Worth? So we have Our Lady giving all of this to us. We have our church making decisions. We have our bishops making decisions. We have the laity making decisions. What are those decisions? What are the consequences of those decisions? And what side of the fence does it put you on? At the end of the day, we have to decide for Christ. At the end of the day, we have to send for his, uh, decide for his statutes. At the end of the day, we have to decide for what the church truly teaches, not what we make it teach to fit something we want to do because of compromise. Nowhere in the Bible does it say compromise. Nowhere have I seen any saint say, well, compromise is spiritual life. There's fundamental things that can't be changed that's a matter of conscience that have to stay and have to be abided by. And when you try to compromise and you try to accommodate things that are sinful, you make a tragic, tragic, awful, consequences, catastrophic mistake. No, not a mistake. A grave wrong. 
and you commission things to spiral out of control into more sin and more sin. The New York St. Patrick's Day Parade decision. This was printed yesterday, September 3rd. A decision by organizers of the city's St. Patrick's Day Parade to allow one abominable lifestyle organization to march is a disappointment after decades of fighting by abominable groups for full participation, several advocates said Wednesday. Some were dismayed that the organizers had chosen just four individuals representing abominable groups to be represented or participate next year after ending a ban on them. Nathan Schaefer, executive director of Empire State Pride Agenda, called the announcement disappointing and self-serving. While this development is long overdue, inviting one group to march at the exclusion of all other abominable groups is a far stretch from the full inclusion we deserve, Schaefer said. Sarah Kate Ellis, president of this abominable group, said parade organizers who announced other abominable groups could apply for the parade in 2016 and afterward must be held accountable to that pledge. Discrimination has no place on America's streets, least of all on Fifth Avenue, she said. As an Irish Catholic American, I look forward to a fully inclusive St. Patrick's Day parade that I can share. And she goes on to say unmentionable things. The New York City St. Patrick's Day Parade Committee said Wednesday that an abominable company that broadcasts the parade will be marching up Manhattan's Fifth Avenue on March 17th under an identifying banner. In the past, organizers said abominables were free to march in the nation's biggest and oldest St. Patrick's Day parade, but only with other groups and not with banners identifying them as abominables. The exclusion had made participating in the march a political issue in recent years. The St. Patrick's Day Parade Committee said it made the gesture of goodwill to the abominable community in our continuing effort to keep the parade above politics. The inclusion of the abominable broadcast company came in the midst of major triumphs for abominable supporters. Parade organizers said they were remaining loyal to church teachings, and Cardinal Timothy Dolan, next year's Grand Marshal, issued a statement Wednesday saying the committee continues to have my confidence and support. The exclusion of abominable groups prompted first-term Democratic Mayor Bill de Blasio to refuse to march in the 2014 parade, and Guinness and Heineken withdrew their sponsorships. De Blasio said Wednesday that the inclusion of an abominable company was a step forward, but he would not commit to next year's parade until he knows more. The abominable organizations are the ones that put pressure on the corporations that were sponsoring the parade. And when the company withdrew, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. So we have it said that Colonel Dolan says parade organizers said they were. Let me clarify that. The parade organizers said they were quote, remaining loyal to church teachings, so the Catholic. And then Cardinal Timothy Dolan's next year's Grand Marshal issued a statement Wednesday saying the committee, 
quote, continues to have my confidence and support. Cardinal Dolan said with the health care bill and the law, we cannot, we will not comply with this unjust law. Then how does this duplicity take place where we cannot and will not comply with such a sin that's promoted through a saint's name by a committee that's a Catholic committee for a church, St. Patrick's Cathedral? Do you see why the people in the pews are a little confused? Do you see why some are leaving and going to the Protestant churches? Do you see why they think we're on both sides of the fence? Decide what you're going to be for and make your decisions. And what about a parade? What is a parade for? Is there fear that if they don't let this in, the parade is going to stop? I wrote a long time ago that as the culture grows, man does what he does what he does in a natural way. He does not do it with great and lofty thought or showy spectacles, striving for effects. His work, his duty, his feast days are real. St. Patrick's Day parade is real or was organically real, a real celebration. Feast days are real celebrations because it is time for celebration. His accomplishments are celebrated where the result of his accomplishments are and by all. When it is not centered on what man has done, it is then centered on what God has done for man. Today, parades, fall festivals, city festivals, etc. are devoid of life, carried out with pomp and motivated with that sentiment as to their purpose. A performance with the heart is missing. Is there a financial decision in this? Too much money to be made? Too much political things to happen? So much compromise? Obviously, the Bibles have an agenda that they want to be in a saint's parade and what they do is sinful. We're not talking about people. Anybody can march. They want to march with a status that you're going to accept me as an abominable, and I'm going to do the promotion of that. And I've won a victory because now you can't discriminate against it. We can't discriminate against sins. Give me a break. We've always discriminated against sin. This is wrong. And this is deadly. It's devoid of life, carried out with pomp, or motivated with that sentiment as to its purpose. A performance where the heart is missing, as in an empty husk without corn, a hole without a seed, a shell without a nut. To give the appearance of joyous celebrations as a husk does to corn, a hole to seed, and a shell to a nut. These things are done and participated in without understanding why they're done. Do we know why we're doing the St. Patrick's Day Parade? Do we understand the purpose? And they give the appearance of growth of life when in actuality, something is gravely wrong and very sick. Mardi Gras in New Orleans and other places around the world, marking the beginning of Lent, is a prime example. Man celebrates something that is no longer of God, but now of man, and has an obscene, nay, beyond obscene, character. And so it is with St. Patrick's Day Parade. And we got things that we speak about, things we've been begging from the pew. Please, bishops, please, cardinals, make your own decisions for what's right. 
the, the church's statutes, its teachings. Not a committee who tells you what its teachings are. This is what it said. The parade organizers said they were remaining, quote, remaining loyal to church teachings. Really? And then Cardinal Timothy Dolan says, in regards to a statement, saying the committee continues to have my confidence and support. This is the problem in the church. You are letting attorneys Lead the church, guide the church, tell it what it can or what it cannot do. You're letting committees give you all your information. When you just sit and look out there on that parade and watch that and the crass and the vulgarity, the perversion that you see, whether that should be in a St. Patrick's Day parade or not, is simple. No, it cannot be. It won't be. Okay, they're going to threaten to boycott it. They're going to threaten to stop it. Better for a block-long parade and no parade at all than to allow that sinful proclamation to be made by a statement of people who are cramming an agenda down our throat. And a coroner goes along with it, with his faith in the committee, because they, they, they got the parade going. They're going to be able to continue. All we have to do is let one abominable come from one group, or the women, one from the man, one from both of them, and one from an it, whatever it is it is. This is insanity. This is insane. What are we doing? There's something happening here. In 1967, it wasn't exactly clear, but now we see the fruit of those decisions and the revolutions that took place then. I think it's time we stop, children. And I had dear children, because that's what I was here for. Stop. Stop in your tracks and just think a little bit what you're doing. We don't want our bishops, we don't want our cardinals endorsing these things. Shut down the parade before you take those actions. We beg for you to do that. We want for you to do it. We cannot do it. You have the power. We don't. We're empowered by your power. And you're empowering us with the wrong thing. This is a grave mistake, Cardinal Dolan. It's an embarrassing mistake. For us in the pew to be standing something for Catholic and for loyalty to the statutes. And when we sin, we go confess that you have sinners out there that don't confess and proclaim, and it's okay. We acknowledge your right to proclamate through our praise your sin. The battle lines are being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. So everybody's wrong. So we got to be a little bit wrong because they're wrong, because they're against us, and it's a political thing. And you know what? The mayor won't march with it. Don't care if the mayor the mayor don't march. Or if NBC drops this coverage, is that money involved with that? Is it prestige? Is it what we got to get along? No, we don't got to get along with the tech sin involved to get us along together. It's time the young people start speaking their minds and, and the resistance we're getting in the pews from behind us, who Our Lady is telling us to speak to be a missionary messages, to evangelize, to get out, to speak the truth, to put yourself on God's side. And no, we're not coming with arrogance. Like we're right because God's with us. We hope over the God, as Lincoln said, about the North. We want to be. And we believe in confession. We believe in confess our sins, not parading them around. We got the church collaborating with it. A cardinal. I don't understand it. Please, Catholics out there, tell me. Please, Christians, Mormons, the Jews, tell me how this can be. What a field day it is for the heat. Thousands of people in the street carrying their songs, singing their, 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 uh, singing their songs, carrying their signs. 
Mostly saying, hurrah, hurrah for our side. They won. Ten years of fighting for this. They won. The sinners won against the church. The gates of hell are against the church. St. Patrick's Cathedral right there. And they're winning. And as our people who have the power to stop it because they don't want to lose prestige or whatever political reasons or the repercussions, they're weighing consequences and committees running the bishop's offices. Stop this. We demand it as Catholics. We have a right to call for you to stop listening to committees and just read the scriptures, pray and fast, and see what our lady's saying. It doesn't matter if you don't believe it or not. She's appearing. We know she is. Since the Fidelium, it's the faith of the people that proves she's there. We're not asking your permission to believe in Medjugorje. We're not asking your permission to promote Medjugorje and the messages. We're going to do it because heaven's mandated. Our lady says, respond to this message and thank you for it. And we're going to. We're going to leave you behind. Because we're getting so much resistance from behind. Paranoia should strike you deep. You should be afraid that God is sending the Queen of Heaven to the earth to say the only solution is Jesus Christ. The little Jesus appeared to Maria two years ago, and says, live my commandments. He says, I am your peace. Live my commandments. That you're trying to get peace, false peace, by accommodating such a degraded group of people who promote sins as their identity rather than just another human being that has dignity that will confess. You better stop and listen to what that sound is. Everybody look what's going down. Woe to our bishops. Woe to our cardinals. You're on the wrong path. And don't tell me as a Catholic, I don't have the right to say that. I'm not denying your authority. I'm I'm not denying your power. That's the problem. You've got the power. We recognize that. I recognize that. And you're using it with the wrong way. Sad is it. Crisis is it to be that we find ourselves in this situation. What are we going to do? How are we going to fix this? It's Our Lady's own message which says we can't do it without our shepherds. You have to change. We're in unity with you. You have to be in unity with us. And we know that you're not in unity with us because you're not in unity with Our Lady's messages. You're far from it. She just said Thank you, my apostles, for accepting me. In fact, our words, our exact words is, I'm looking at into your heart. I see that many of you accept me as mother and with sincere and pure hearts, your desire to be my apostles. But I am also the mother of those of you who do not accept me and who in the hardness of your hearts do not desire to come to know the love of my son. You don't want to know it. When you're making decisions from a committee saying these people can do this in a Catholic thing, in front of a Catholic cathedral, your heart's hard. You're blind. You're off base. We want your teachings. But we don't want your teachings coming through some stupid committee that says, oh, we're within church's teachings that adapt to everything and every sin. You can rationalize away. You can give a 
press conference and saying this is why this is done. No, it's cut and it's dry, and the fence on the being on the fence is over. It's black and white. You're either with God or you're not. You're with Our Lady or you're not. You're with the Church and His true teachings, the authentic things that's supposed to be taught, or you're not. Live my commandments. That's all we have to do. I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned for the well-being of our bishops and our priests, especially now after June 25th, 2014, because that was the 33rd year of the anniversary. And here we are facing what that number means, the death of Christ, the death of the culture as we know it, into a civilization of the past. Then many of the bishops are going to be following with it and supporting that death. Get away from it. Let the parade end this year. If that's what it's going to force to the courts, do it. Or do it anyway. Say, you're not going to stop us. We will not comply. Was the motto just a couple of years ago. And that all ran out of steam because we give things and words and attorneys come and say, well, you can't do it this way. You can't do that. Forget the attorneys. Attorneys can no longer run the diocese like they do. You don't need to consult with them. Sometimes you just have to face a lawsuit and battle it. The church is headed by its princes, the cardinals, and by its bishops. And we, the people, filling the pews, have a right to be served. Truth and the way of courage that even if it means great difficulties and persecutions. We're ready. We're looking forward to it. And he's been raising up apostles for 33 years, and we are ready. She's releasing us right now. She mentions apostles three times in this message. And you don't get it. You just don't get it. I'm sad. I'm sorry for that. Our Lady said in this message of September 2nd, same day Francis, Pope Francis spoke about the old woman compared to the theologian. One's with the Holy Spirit, one's not. One's got the knowledge, one's doesn't. She gets it from the Holy Spirit. Ali said, I am also the mother of those of you who do not accept me and who in the hardness of your hearts do not desire to come to know the love of my son. And you do not know how much my heart suffers and how much I pray to my son for you. I pray to him to heal your souls because he can do everything to illuminate you with the miracle of the Holy Spirit so that you may stop always anew betraying, cursing, and wounding him. With all my heart, I pray for you to understand that only my son is the salvation and the light of the world. And I prayed, given permission, to bottles and this darkness. Stop. Just stop and think how you could allow this when you had the power to stop it, Cardinal Dolan. If you didn't let your committees sway you that this is okay, that you put confidence in this, how do you put confidence in that? We put confidence in Our Lady's messages. We believe them. 
We follow them, and it's to us people, the people, we in the pews, that the church is going to be renewed because it's not happening any other way. Her plan is for that. After 33 years, it's still continuing with millions and millions of conversions that nobody can question. On November 2nd, 2010, Our Lady says, with motherly perseverance and love, I am bringing you the light of life to destroy the darkness of death in you. Do not reject me, my children. Stop and look within yourselves and see how sinful you are. Be aware of your sins and pray for forgiveness. We're condoning something in an acknowledgement that they don't even have to be aware for the sins to participate in. And he continues, My children, you do not desire to accept that you are weak and little, but you can be strong and great by doing God's will. Is it God's will that in a Catholic prayed that symbolizes Catholicism, a great saint of the church would have such abomination walking within its ranks? You think that's Jesus Christ's will? You think that doesn't wound Our Lady? Shame. Shame for who those would answer. Oh, it's okay. If you could interview the Virgin Mary, if you could interview Jesus Christ, you'd think, this, oh, it's okay. I'm telling her that. When the Father wasn't in Sodom, leave this place. Let the parade die rather than give yourself over as a prostitute to these people who want to degrade society with their sin without acknowledging that it's sin. Our Lady finishes, Give me your cleansed hearts that I may illuminate them with the light of my life of my Son. Thank you, Our Lady says. Do you want to be on your deathbed and come to the realization As Chavez says, I don't want to die. I didn't do what I should have done. I didn't do what I could have done. And that's the message of our lady too, that you won't have to repent for what you could have done and didn't want to. Scary message, especially a few moments from death. I don't want to die. There's something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Being wrong Nobody's right If everybody's wrong Young people Speak in their minds 
are getting so much resistance from behind. Time we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. What a field day for the heat. Thousand people in the street singing songs and they carry inside. Mostly say hooray for our side. It's time we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. Strikes deep into your life, it will creep. It starts when you're always afraid. Step out of line, the man come and take you away. We better stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. Stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. Better stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. Stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. Better stop. Now, what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. Better stop. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. The following was recorded during the September 4th, 2014 Radio Wave show and has been added here to preserve continuity. The show continues. Frank? You know, our lady describes her apostles in, in this message as the pure of heart. And the pure of heart do see what's going down, and it is exactly clear. Because Jesus said in his beatitude, Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. And... The pure of heart see the truth, and they see they see exactly what's going on. And in order to perpetuate the greatest heist in the history of mankind, the abominable currencies, you have to continue to shove sin down the throats of the people to accept it so they can be blinded, because 
only the pure of heart see truth and see God. And what exactly is going down is, is in the stock market, in all these investments, the majority, what they derive their value from is, is bank money. Even in, um, in real estate and homes, there's the majority of the money in these asset classes belong to the bank. In the case of the stock market and markets and the dollar, they're being propped up by central banks and bought by central banks. In the case of the U.S. dollar, it is the best house in a bad neighborhood. It is um, the favorable, uh, abominable currency, and it, it has some value because people don't know what to do because they don't see truth. It has some purchasing power now. If I was in these investments, I would be afraid of the future. If I counted on my means that I worked for as purchasing anything, and they were in these asset classes, I would be very fearful of the future if I depended on those things because they're going away because of what they are. There's way too many people, more people than there's ever been before, and more margin than there's ever been before. In the case of real assets, particularly silver, the most undervalued asset, they used to have to dump physical silver to control the price. Now they can dumb people down with the media. Um, I heard in an interview with uh, Drew Mason that uh, from St. Joseph Partners, who um, is a close friend and uh, a great mind in uh, markets and economies. He writes for the Wall Street Journal. And um, he, he sees these things is that one hundredth of one percent of investment capital is in silver. One hundredth of one percent. That's how many people see the truth. And that's the only place that you want to be is when we have a moral problem. Our lady points to what's true and what's pure. And what's true and what's pure is she's coming. It's her time. The miraculous medal is a sacramental, the greatest sacramental for conversion. And silver is the most undervalued asset on the planet. That's why Global Silver Investor exists. And that's why people that still are counting on these investments need to get a hold of us. How do, how do they contact you, Frank? You can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can also email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. Any last comment? Yeah, silver's traded in a range for the last few years of 18 to $50. We're, last time I looked, about $19 today. This is, I don't care what silver does in the future, this is a, a tremendous gift. The price is manufactured in the paper markets where the central banks are propping up these other classes that you can borrow money on. You can borrow no money on silver. There's no bank money in it. The bank money that's in silver is actually on the other side suppressing the price of silver. People will wake up to this. People will wake up to the truth, especially when we get to doing the things that we're supposed to do and saying that we won't tolerate these abominable things. Um, it, it will be easier for people to see the truth and the physical silver will determine the price of silver because it is very 
scarce and very rare, and it, be, and it becomes more rare every day. So it is, it is very important that you take what's being said on these shows very seriously, and it's very important that you act with a sense of urgency. This ends the September 4th, 2014 Radio Wave Medjinomics show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com. Go to the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. As for CD, 2218-MJ. Thank you for listening.